Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Black Lotus Podcast. Um, today, my brother. How do you think I need to explain the the director, the, the rapper, the, the mix? The Miss Creator, Xavier Brown, had to come back again. Welcome back. My guy, Michael Blue. What's up? What's up, man? My brother, what have you been on? It's great to see you, man. Man, to be honest, I've just been creating a lot more, which is actually great. Um, And I know I've been saying I'm creating, but uh, like within the next three months, a lot of things for me are going to drop. So I'm just really excited about that. Music, film, and clothing. So... Bro, I'm 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 so happy to hear all this because I've I've been waiting and, and I know a lot of other people have been waiting just to see what you've been brewing, bro. Because we all know that you're talented, bro. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it, bro. But let's not forget, you know, Mike. You 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 got you got some stuff uh, for cooking yourself. I, yeah, I do got a couple things cooking. You know, I, yeah. I, got, I got some things cooking in the lab. You know, just yeah. just finished. You know. The, the instrumental part of this new project, but you know, I got, I got a lot. You know, I got a lot coming out, bro. Like, got you, bro. I still got, I still got to finish. You know, the, the hard parts about the book part, and you know, other got you. That, everything else is gonna be coming out very, very soon. I'm talking like before the end of the year, so. Bro, yes, literally, bro. I can't tell you how many things that I'm dropping, yeah. like. It's going to be crazy just to see. It's, it's going to be great. Like, and at, at a certain point, I do want to talk about wow. talk about this uh, just real quick. The creative process is like at a certain point when you release your stuff, you just have to not care about what right. they're looking like, what people are going to say about it. Like you're just putting it out because you feel like you accomplished something. That's what I'm saying. And, and for me personally like even when i don't think that it's like my absolute my best work yeah i will put it out because it meant something to me and who knows it could mean something to someone else e- even if it's just one other person that, that's all that really matters you feel me next level on bright side next level on bright side bruh introvert and bright side or like a three a three time that, that collaboration collab, bro. That collaboration would be legendary. I'm just saying, legendary for sure. Legendary collaboration. So, what we're we talking about today, Mike? Brother, today is going to be a very interesting conversation. I'm it glad is. that I'm glad that my uncle just popped in here because I know he's been waiting to hear about this one. Um, oh, really? This topic is cultural appropriate. No, no, cultural wealth and commodities. And we're going to touch upon Black Wall Street a little bit as a comparison yep. to what the model should be. Yep, yep. So everybody buckle your seats. Uh, so first and foremost, I want to, you know, touch on the the top, you know, touch on the definition of what we're talking about. Cultural commodities. What do you, what do you feel, what do you feel is uh, the main source of that? What, what do you think the definition of the cultural commodities is? I mean, like in 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 terms of cultural commodities, in terms of the main source, are you asking like what cultural commodities are, or like where do they stem from, or like um, where they stem from? 
and then I'll give I'll give the definition. Well, it just it stems from um, the 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 love and care of your fellow people in your 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 your, your culture, and that you know is seen through food, clothing, you know that that is shown you know through music like i just see it as a way to show love to the people around you that share that same bond of a culture you know uh, uh here I'll, I'll say the definition for me uh the definition of cultural commodity is the built-up or the no not the built-up but the the thing that you are able to capitalize on purely based of the culture that you come from. So when I say that, I mean like, if you were to take something of your culture, like a tradition or um, a custom and pass it down as uh, either collateral or try to make money off of it, that is, mm -hmm. that should be contrib that that is cultural commodity. That's something that you right from your culture. You know what I'm saying? And right. So, no, yeah, yeah. And so, so to give an example of that, uh, a lot of people uh, use hip hop. You know what I'm saying? You know, they use hip hop. Uh, soul food, you know, you see a lot of soul food restaurants. Lots of soul food restaurants, whether you're there in Oakland, the South, uh, DC, Chicago, you know, a lot of, you know, uh, cultural cultural commodities that that is cultural just call it cultural wealth right now. uh but it's very key to understand that cultural um wealth and cultural commodities more of like a cause and effect type thing right after after you have cultural commodity then you begin to build up cultural wealth um and i feel like that is something that a lot of people are not understanding uh and, and the purpose of cultural wealth. You know, a lot of people are gaining cultural commodity. Uh, and off that, you know, you have people who, well, that, that'll come in later in the podcast, but we're going to stick to one topic. Uh, can you give me some examples of like cultural commodities that you, that, that you hear or, or use, you know? Um, well, for me, uh, my, all of my family is from the, uh, Caribbean. So none of my family is from America or um yeah. Um so for one culture has always been a huge part in my uh family and I think some cultural commodities that really helped me growing up is without a doubt music. My love for all types of music stems in the Wasoka, Calypso, the dance hall the reggae that I like grew up on, you know, um, because those are all so nuanced and, and different. Yes. Um, and not just music, man, but the food, the food, the food that honestly, I only ate right. like during Christmas time, like during like Thanksgiving and, and Christmas, if I'm lucky. Right. But that really gave me a sense of, okay, this is my identity. This is what I'm about. 
So I think that cultural commodities can give you a sense of of belonging and a sense of you know like um that like like this is what I'm about and this is what I want to pass down as my legacy. If that makes sense. I feel that because like within the origins that I've been over, or, or the, you know, the, the, the stuff that I've been passed down, uh, you know, like I, macaroni and cheese, uh, greens, you know, all of this soul food is passed down to me. And then the twist that black people put on to uh, regular, uh, regular, you know, traditional, uh, just world. So such as uh, you know spaghetti, you know you know and the twist that we put on to sometimes we put on twists to fried rice. You know we put different things into it. Might put mushrooms, or, you know stuff that's, that's not nice. Yeah, really put into it. You know, yeah, you know in a sense it's kind of cultural appropriation, but you know we still put a twist onto it. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's not necessarily completely. Like it's not that we're not saying that oh this is our thing no we're saying that this is your thing but we're just gonna put a twist on it to right. make it, you know you know make but, it better us but let's be real living in America there are so many restaurants that you can say is a part of cultural appropriation they will fuse things that you wouldn't think should be fused but it is and it's good yeah. you know. Like there, there, like I, I'm like I remember there was, oh, like a, like a like a very popular thing is Korean barbecue. Mm. That's just a a popular thing, and yeah. it's not that like it's necessarily cultural appropriation, but it's just you know, combining things that you wouldn't have thought of and or making it like a new type of genre, I guess. You know, like I feel like it's, it's so it's so key to like understand where things come from, so you can understand like who you're hurting. You're hurting somebody, you know, like because like people take their culture very seriously. Like, I take my culture oh, yeah. highly seriously. Like it's it, it's it's almost territorial. You know? Oh yeah, like, yeah. The N word and people say that when when, uh, when it comes to hip hop and who, you know who's hot or not, you know. I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm loosening my reins on that, but you know, I'm very territorial. About right. That my ancestors and my grandparents and my, you know, to make this, you know, and you know, I, I wouldn't want to like be like, oh, I see this is nice, some nice gold. Right. You know, let me take that from me and claim it. Like no, like 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 you have to have you have to have like the values of it, you know, and especially if you're gonna try to make money off of it, you know. Oh yeah, bro. You know that, that's one part I, I do want to talk about. You know, kind of marrying it back into how cultural commodities work. Wait, yo, yo, Mike, real quick, can you turn down the music just a little bit? I, I had a feeling like it was loud. I had a feeling. yeah. Well, like it's not hella loud, but it is like. Like it's like equal to what you're saying, you know. Yeah, I'll turn so it yeah, okay, okay, cool. I'm just 
Oh, you got a great playlist, man. Keep playing. <laughs> but, uh, uh, kill. But, um, you know, transferring from, you know, just completely talking about cultural commodity and, you know, just giving like a synopsis of what it's really about. Uh, talking about what the wealth part, you know, how it transitions. Uh, yeah. How do you see that people have been, uh, Taking the commodity and storing it up, building this cultural wealth. Are you saying like, how do I see cultural c commodities, um, like, uh, like able to build the cultural wealth? Yes. Yes. Precisely. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool. 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 So, in Oakland right now, for example, right, a Caribbean restaurant just opened. It's on High Street. Ah, um, uh, dang! I forgot what it was called. To be honest with you, <laughs> to be honest, I haven't been, but it's right next to my uh, a barber. Yeah. So sure. you know, yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, so like they are selling a cultural commodity, and with that, they're bringing wealth into the uh, a, com a community. So through food through music through clothing like through all of these cultural commodities we can easily bring wealth into the black community and that is what people are doing but it's a matter of making sure that it goes to the right people making sure that it is inve invested into the community as a whole because if there's like a town right yeah. Let's say, like in make, oh, I believe there was a town of simply just black businesses, just black owned property, you know, just black owned everything, right? Yeah. Exactly. Just like Black Wall Street. The reason why it worked is that the cash that they spent at these restaurants. It funded their own property so that that could be continually being owned by black people. The same thing with like, let's say someone else had a business and it helped to it 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 um so happened to help out black people in that way. If you keep the wealth in the community, you have yourself a mini economy where it's just constantly flowing is going back and forth and i think that that's why cultural commodities do play a lot in cultural wealth because that's that's like the main way that we see that it's it's gotten to that point you know it, what i mean it, it's great to bring that up so we can transition uh or actually wait uh when you transfer in the process of transferring cultural commodities to cultural wealth, I feel like it's it's so key. It's so key that you like uh, not only put that into like what you're doing, you know, and you know, putting that like putting that into savings, but putting that back into the community. Like as I was saying, right? If a mobile, right, exactly. Hip hop mobile. You know, they decided, hey, I want to do something for not just us, you know, 
but you know, and, and contributing back into the hip hop community, but taking some of that, you know, wealth right. as an asset. And right. Like, yeah. Consider or like creating like this project that people that will be black owned. Right. You know, exactly. Creating this cultural asset that won't be let like that you know, that will go down for generations. Right. Bro. That, that, that's the difference between being culturally rich and culturally wealthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, like, and I think that, and if you don't mind me um, going into like the the next um, topic, something that a lot of people look over when they talk about wealth is land. Land equals wealth. Like that is just is what it is. That is right. Um, And if you don't mind me getting into this the reason why a lot of black people are not wealthy is not only because of some decisions as the black community but because of redlining since the great depression um and we can get into both of those um i kind of want to go into redlining a bit first because i i i i actually did my research paper on redlining so i can give like a mini like you know, simple talk. For those who do not know what redlining is, it was um, uh, practice, practice in the Great Hood Depression when a lot of, of people needed home loans, right? To uh, be able to uh, purchase a house. And what redlining did, the HOLC and the FHA, who are two um, government-funded organizations, that were funded by FDR, um, what they had to do is make maps of, okay, these places can pay back their loans while these places cannot. And those places that couldn't were lined in red. Like, you know, they were were just red. And what actually happened is that a lot of these places that were redlined were actually just heavily um were were, were heavily populated with um, minorities it it, it, it wasn't really based on who was able to pay back loans because everyone was in the great depression no one could really pay back a loan so it wasn't really about that and there's proof in their actual manuals you had stuff called the FHA um, Evaluator Manual, right? And in that manual, it said rules that you, um, that the evaluator had to uh, follow. And what the evaluator was, the evaluator was the one that actually drew out the uh, maps, right? And it said in the manual, cannot make this up cannot make this up go ahead it said that you cannot give loans to um in uh in what's the word what's the word in um what's the word when like you where where where, where, where like two people can't like you know oh oh uh, in harmonious minority groups so, with the word, you explain to me. 
with the word inharmonious, that 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 means that these groups can't live in harmony with the white people, okay. right? I got you. And they said that in that kind of like you know, you know, uh, like quote unquote, we're not supposed to right. It said inharmonious racial groups, and what that meant was redline the areas that had you know black latino you know those the people there are communities today even in castro valley if you buy a, a home in castro valley right now there will probably be fine print that says do not resell to negroes or jews it's cannot well. cannot make that up cannot make that up and I've seen I've seen deeds where it says do not resell at the bottom at the at, like in the fine print at the bottom right. of an old Albany house. One of my friends had an old Albany house. Really? Yeah. And I was like, wow, I I would have never because like uh we were, I was in ethnic studies, shout out Miss Lau. But um Ethnic Studies she was talking about redlining. And like we had like a whole like a week about redlining. She was like telling us, like, you know, even in some of the Albany houses, and then he brought it into class, and he was like, "Yeah, look at this deed. This is where it says this, this, and this." And I was like, wow, "Yeah, that's crazy." Yeah, yeah. You want to hear something crazier? Past yeah. the Great Depression, there is a community still today in New York, which was, you know, a, a, cons a considered a, a very a forward. Uh, a thinking, you know, a place. And the community is called Belevatown. And the main... Huh? You said Belevatown? No. Belevatown. Oh, Belevatown, okay. Yeah. And in order for this community to be built, yeah. the FHA said that it has to be on the basis that you cannot resell to the Negroes and that no Negroes will live in those houses. So wow. if you go to Levittown today and they did a documentary about it, I want to say in the mid 2000s, they did it on the one black family in that entire community in New York. Serious. I, I can't like you can look all of this up. Because I had to turn all of this information in as my research paper, as I said. So it's all true. Like, I'm not juicing any of this, you know? Um, right. Right. That's facts. Yeah. That's facts. And you, and you see that through gentrification in the Bay. Now that, you know, white people are coming in, all these house prices are so happen to you know raise and everything why do you think that is why do you think that now like around my neighborhood there's a sprouts there's a whole foods you know yeah i like like there's a like like there's a reason why they're getting all the streets done and they're fixing up all of these parks but the homeless rate is out of control there's a reason and it's because of what um, it is just said, you know, so. it's crazy, you know, to veer it into the uh, 
how our cultural commodity has, our cultural wealth has decreased over the um, Crazy to talk about this because you'll see our grandparents bought these houses. Right. And some people's parents decided I'd rather cash it in and move to a bigger, fancier house and to stay here and, you know, keep the wealth going. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah, instead, yeah. Instead of, instead of maintaining that wealth, they would pick up and go get rich. Instead right. of staying wealthy, they'll go get rich. Right. Or feel rich without right. really understanding the wealth behind it. Right. Come into your house and say, I want to buy your house. What does it take to buy your house? Why would you sell it to them? Mm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's saying, that's saying they want this house for a reason. Even if I don't know what the reason is, before I even think about selling it to them, let me figure out the reason. Let me figure out the reason. To the full extent. Because obviously something that I have is wanted. Right. Unless it's something like my house is about to get foreclosed or there's a better job across country and I, I need to sell this house. I wouldn't even sell a house. To everybody out there who actually buys a house, don't ever sell it. I, my, my parents, her, her, my mom and my granny have told me this over time and time and time again. Don't sell your property. It's something never. you not do. You rent it out to other people, but you never sell the property because that's how you build wealth. That's that. That is how you build wealth, plain and simply. Like my my my, um, my friend with Tyler, you know with Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. Right. His his mom is renting out parts of the house to for for people to stay at, and that's a part of the wealth. You 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 can't be wealthy until your um until you're making money without doing anything yes. that's wealth yes that's that's wealth mm -hmm. if you're doing things to create cash flow that's you know that's, that's being rich but if you are getting to the point where you've you've, you've done all this stuff and that at a certain point you don't have to do anything and it's just making the money for you that's wealth that, that's real because like you know you build up all this money you know you become rich you become hood rich you know yep as Frazier said that passive income that passive income Frazier for sure you know, exactly and then, and then when you uh, yep you build it all up and you stop you know trying to make the money and the money still comes in uh, and then you pass that's 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 the beautiful part about it you know mm. I mean, I know, I know it's, it's, I'm, I'm really stepping on a fine line between uh, generational wealth and cultural wealth. But when you, you know, in a sense, how I see it, what they should, or what they could have did with Black Wall Street was, since they only lasted one generation, they had to bomb them. You mm -hmm. know, it really, really got, they could have had cultural wealth, and that could have been the standard of cultural wealth. Not only have a generational wealth with having the same house within the same, you know, within the same, right. you know, having that family house, but having a block of the same people 
you know what I'm saying? So yeah, sorry, but uh, my but mom is you good? You good? You good? Calling my name right now. Sorry, keep on going. The the uh the cultural wealth. It's 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 it's, it's, it's like this. Have uh, you have one house that belongs? Your childhood friend lives across the street, and pretty mm -hmm. much the entire school lives within, you know, or the entire in the same block. You, mm. look, you feel me? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, and your kids are the exact same way. I know it seems really remedial, but as right. in, that you have to like, you know, you can't grow and go out of the community. That just means that you put. That means that you have a sense of cultural integrity cultural integrity indeed you know, yeah the, the wanting and the respect of wanting to be within your community within your own culture and being right in it and that's a very key point because a lot of and what were you about to say what were you about to say oh no i was about to start a whole new a point like based on what you just said so go ahead i was gonna say a lot of people will uh, go to school outside of their uh, community because it doesn't it doesn't have quote unquote the same educational standards. Right. Different conversation besides cultural wealth. It goes into the you know the political realm. I just want to talk about strictly about culture and cultural wealth. Right. What was the next conversation? What was the next topic? Well, what I was gonna say is that I think the. Uh, a huge problem in um, America right now is how do you uh, define black culture? Mm, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. How, how, like, like, like what is black culture and what is that rooted in? And I think that that's a conversation that a lot of people don't like to have because the unfortunate truth is that a lot of black culture is rooted in what we in in what our ancestors experienced as slaves yeah. and then it you know became just you know what our our our, our culture is yes and it's 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 you know there's pros and cons to every single a culture you 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 know what i mean sure. but it's just a yeah like it, it's 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 just a matter of you know what you define it as. I always like to define black book culture as being given extremely small resources and doing something great with it. You you know what I mean? Like that's how our food was born. That's how our music was born. You know, like we weren't get we. We weren't given a lot, but with what we had, you were like, okay, you know what? Let's let's touch the stars. You feel me? And 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 to jump off of that, you know, you can see how the cultural wealth of music started. This all started off with gospel, and we weren't even given the full Bible. Just think about right. it. We were given the scraps of a religion. That's another thing. Religion in the black community. The, the Bible it, itself was used to for control, you know? But Yeah. 
That's you a know, totally different conversation. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and another point, that actually is, because religion within the black community, in a sense, has cultural wealth. Think about it. All, all over that are all black owned. Right. Keep that in mind. All churches that you see are usually black owned. Right. You know, oh, yeah. You can diss the church and you say, uh, uh, I don't, you know, I don't agree with the things that they believe in. You know, it's, it's all hypnotized and they're all, you know, taken advantage of. But at right. the end of the day, they bought, they bought the church. And a lot of people no, are there, you know. That's and, and, and that actually might be one of the only true centers of, of cultural wealth. Because, I got you, Frazier. Because, like, at some point, yeah, yeah. In a sense, you enter the church and you are fed. You are renewed. Right. You know what I'm saying? Aside from the religion. You get free food, free clothes. You Sometimes you get a job. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, that's facts, yeah. You know, it's a cultural hub. Right. It's a cultural hub, yeah. Yeah, bro. And, and it's a beautiful thing. You know, aside from, you know, aside from religion, because I don't, you know, I already made my religion podcast. I'll probably do like six more, probably about 20, if I'm going to be real. But, right. Uh, but to, to, to speak on it real quick, like, because well, I do want to touch on it a little bit. Yeah. First and foremost, though, my, your music is slapping. All right. <laughs> like, I can't help but to just, you know, groove, but, um. Yeah, bro. Religion in the black community, it's kind of weird because um, religion was used to control um, us or, 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 or our ancestors that if you were a good slave, if, if you, you know, acted well and obedient, you would, you, you will, you will be um, gifted in the afterlife. And that's that's that is legitimately how it was taught. Now that's not necessarily how it's taught now, but it's that feeling of okay, you have to be perfect. You have to be like Jesus. And I think everyone should strive for you know trying to be a, a better about everything that they do. But I don't know. Me personally, I think um, in in some cases it's like it's it's a bit too stringent you know yeah when 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 you have christianity not accepting all the people of all backgrounds you know true and um not to like you know kind of veer it off topic but very important that you look at every aspect of the bible you know because there are secret pockets of where the Bible will talk about some very xenophobic things, but you gotta also remember, God didn't write the Bible, man. God didn't write the Bible, man. Write, it was a, it was men, so, you know. And and I'm not saying that to diss Christianity, because I, I'm right. A, you feel me? I, I'm a Christian. I'm a wholehearted believer. I know my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But what I'm saying is, read the Bible as you would with any other book, with a grain of salt. Yeah. Read it. And that's read it with literary, uh, you know, context. You know, read it as you and know. right, like question. Don't don't but take everything 
for you know like for a face value of, of what it is it is trying to teach you something about this story but i hate it when 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 people are are like this this is what the bible says and we have to make sure that we adhere to every single word that is in you it's like that's why that you know um term came about like it's a, a bible you know, like it's it's like something that needs it to be known, and it's just like I don't know. Like grow, like as you you said, growing up, I attended a lot of Catholic schools, so I have read the and I have read and was studied the Bible for ten times over. But years, years, and um. What I've learned is that you is that you cannot take it for face value. But honestly, you can't really take anything in life for face value. You you just can't. And I know that that's just like a big broad topic that I just dropped, but it's true. Like same thing with life. You you can't take the a, a Bible just for literally what it says. You have to see what it's trying to teach. Um yeah, I feel like it's very key for any pastor who, who's, who, who even listens to this. Um, I feel like not enough, not enough pastors are going in, going in in their sermons, mm-hmm. not necessarily justified, but explain what this meant, you know, and how to read it and how to see it instead of having the what instead of having the people out here having to question it, like give more right. sermons about. This is what this really meant. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you know, there are there are, there are a lot of scriptures that I have questions about, and I have to answer myself, which is which might not be the best way for me to do it. But right, you know, I have I have I have to figure out these questions for myself. And I ask God every day. I pray, you know, and He brings me the answers through thoughts that I have. You know what I'm saying? And things through things that I, I see what you're saying for sure. You know, within the world. So, yeah. uh, with, with through that, I brought I, you know I brought this off topic just to say that you know my life is my own denomination, mm, mm. and I say this a lot, but my life is my own denomination. I live, I read the Bible. That is that is my foundation. But as I live, I see different things that contradict what what's in the Bible, right? And I see what's going on in the black church. Right. How there's certain dramas that aren't necessarily supposed to be there. Right. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. I feel that if you really take it, you take the time to really read what's in the Bible and really think about what is true to yourself, you will see. Right. That I, that and it Bible has been Joey. Some you know, it might have it might have some things that are, you know, a little shaky, you know, or very shaky, very xenophobic. Right. But still, what's in the Bible is still the word, in my opinion. Right? Yeah, yeah. Still the yeah. word. You know, yeah. it it still it still has the ethics. It still has what God has. What what God wants. You know, as a as a whole moral of a story. Right. You know, it still has that. But do you know? Bring it all the way back. You know, you can see the maturity of the black church through the music. You know what I'm saying? You can see the maturity through the religion, how how far we've gone from MLK to Matt Turner. 
You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Big pastors today, like uh, John Gray or uh, the bishops in uh, one. I can't remember his name. That's my mom's favorite bishop. But, uh, you know, the bishops, you know, today, Al Sharpton, you know, you know, people like that who are leading the revolution because that's what Jesus really was. But I'm not going to get too preachy. I'm not going to get too preachy. Um, got you, got you. I do want to talk about the next topic, which is cultural appropriation. Before we get into that, yeah. can I, can we talk a little bit about, um, a, a bit more about black wealth yeah. and and the or 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 do you want to talk about that later on you know how some cultural commodities are a bit expensive and oh yeah yeah okay okay yeah we right. can yeah we can talk about that we can talk about that so how right, bet. why are black why it's so important I'll, I'll say first why it's so important to spend money on black businesses right it's it's, it's, it's now yeah. Why. Yeah. No. I think it's important to spend money at black-owned businesses, but because you know that that's going into their pockets, and they are, you know, by that, you know, in nature, are going to live a better life, and 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 whatever they are are selling, it is going to give you a sense. Of, of culture for yourself and your family. So it's kind of like a win-win. Yeah. Um, and um, so, yeah, but in terms of, because, and I don't know if you want to answer that same question. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll answer it. Okay. Um, I see it is, is like that, you know, uh, you're spending this culture to feel good about yourself, but not only that, you know, and feel good about your culture, but not only that, you're giving this money in hope. Right. You know, it might not always, it might always come out like this, but in hopes that they'll give it back to our community. Right. By whether it's donating to, uh, you know, whether it's donating to a local event that might be happening or donating to the Black Lives Matter movement or, you know, some protests, you know, getting protesters out of jail for, or doing something that will not only push forth uh, uh, them but our culture put right. unity put forth our black society you know what right. I'm saying? instead of looking at it as oh this is just another local business no look at it as a organization that is trying to make money and give it and, and you know, drizzle it from behind the scenes to the purpose of trying to push forth our culture. Right. I'm not trying to like make it seem like our culture is supreme, but I'm mm -hmm. saying our culture has a lot of commodities are that are not being used. And you can see that through other cultures, which we haven't really said. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? So, but you were going to say, you are going to say, uh, we're going to transition into it. Yeah, yeah. So, so I just wanted to talk about a, a fact that I have seen, and I'm sure that everyone else has seen when they come, when it comes to a black owned 
bit of business. A lot of the times, black-owned businesses are like way more expensive than other businesses. For example, I specifically remember um, at the lake, I want to say it was a year and a half ago, I was chilling at the lake and there was a black-owned business, right? Um, like a, a tent, right? And they were, were selling the baked goods. And um, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, without a doubt. It w- I got... Um, a brownie that was like that was like this big my guess how much it was it was like a it was like it was like it was like two dollars seven dollars cannot make this up Did it have paid seven like <laughs> paid seven dollars for was it made of a, <laughs> bro that's what i'm saying and you know what the messed up part about it is? I didn't even know it was seven bucks. And I asked them, I was like, how much is the brownie? And they just avoided the question. Swipe my card, looked at the receipt. I said, dang, that's crazy. But, you know, it is what it is. I enjoyed that brownie, you know. <laughs> yeah. But. That is just a reoccurring theme in a lot of black-owned businesses. Like, yes. like, like, like they do charge much higher prices than usual. Yeah. Um. But as me and you, Michael, were talking about before we went on live, yeah. a part of that is because um, a lot of these black-owned businesses don't have the same loans that a, that a, a, a lot of these white-owned businesses have so because of that they do have to sell their commodities at a higher price to make up for the rent or you know like things along that um nature i'm not that cheap i just know where to spend my money okay i am not that cheap no don't call me a cheapskate okay hey hey, i'm cheap for a seven dollar brownie that this big shoe right Like, like dang yeah and I don't think it's being cheap when you're working hard for your own cash and it's not anyone else's and you know you only have a certain amount. So you're like, okay, I have to spend this at the right places because I don't want this to just dry up. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to go out every night and, you know, get, you know, lux- lux- luxurious meals. It's proper. It's proper. It's proper. It's proper. It's proper. Okay, Joey. <laughs> uh, that's funny, but uh, that's funny, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 Mike. Uh, uh, before you uh, go on, let's not forget that Josiah was not cheap growing up because it was not his money, not his money that he was spending. So when he went to Starbucks and got a drink and some food, and it came up to nine bucks. It was not his money. So I'm just going to leave that out there because now he's he, he's he's trying to uh, come for me. But it, it, is, it is what it is. So, Mike. Bringing it back to what you were saying about uh, bringing it back to what you were saying, how uh, the loans is, is a big problem. You know, they'll, 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 uh, they'll, there's no bailouts. 
during this quarantine, during the coronavirus, during this pandemic. There was no bailouts for black businesses, but you saw white businesses getting bailed out left and right. Right. A lot of them, you know, a lot of black businesses did not survive. No, yeah. A lot of them. They, 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 they did not survive. And so yeah. it's sad to see. But, we, but what we need to do is, you know, go harder, press harder for these loans. You know, I'm, you know, you know, some people would say, oh, you're asking for a handout. All we're asking for is equal treatment. Right. Is is what everyone else is getting. We're, we're not even asking for equity. We're asking for equality. Yeah, and equity and equality are two totally different things. Because at this point, at this point, this is how I believe about. This is how I think about equity. Equity is something that you have to liberate yourself with. You have to revolt. You have to gain it yourself. Equality is the opportunities that I feel that everybody should get, but we're not even getting that. Oh, that's interesting. I never thought about it like that. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because like. Because if you're not starting off at the same base, you must have to grind for it yourself. And right. I know I feel like, oh, you know, we've grinded for this for 400 years. Well, you know, they're not going to give it to us. Why should right. they? if this is something that they feel comfortable with. I don't believe that they... It's not... It's the right thing to do. You know, if you owe somebody something, it's the right thing to do. Huge fact. But they're not going to give you something that they don't feel or that they don't see or sometimes you know people are who aren't ignorant and know what they're doing like no knowledgeably they're just you know greedy right you know right. won't give it to you they're not going to automatically give that shit to you off that not at all and and that's not to say okay um i'm not i'm not even trying to be the guy that let you know plays of both sides yeah. But that's not to say that there are um, not some black businesses that ha have higher prices simply because they want more profit. But okay. right, right. But but a lot. But the, you 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 see more often than none the 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 reason why it's higher is 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 because of everything else. Yeah, you know. For sure. So and, and yeah. But some black businesses, you know, for the benefit of the doubt, you know, playing devil's advocate, they do charge more because they they want they just want more. But yeah, right, right. You know, in a sense, you know, what they're doing is they're taking it, you know, as a cultural commodity, and you might not be seeing it, but they're creating cultural wealth out of it. They might be contributing to a bigger cause, you know, a bigger cause. Yeah, or you never know. So, but you know, it's 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 all up to the business, and it's very. Uh, it's uh, it's unique to each business, you know. Right. And, uh, just you know, just just you know, just to say again, just on record, everybody needs to be spending their money with black-owned businesses. And then also, you need to be making, you need to be making, uh, cash. No, not cash. Stock um, investments properly with these black-owned businesses. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of people don't know about all the black stocks. That's for a different one when I can bring on somebody like that, so I can have them talk to you guys a little more because I don't know everything about you know the stocks. I'm, and I'm, I don't either. You know, I'm just getting started, but I know for a fact that there are black businesses not and I and that are in the stock market. 
and I've been investing and I've invested in I think one. I want to say one. You know, and me and my friends, we know we keep it on the low, but you know, we're we're doing a little investment thing together. But right, yeah. You know, and that's a very big thing. But uh I want to touch on one thing before we, we start it if 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 we have time. We have we have time for for like 10, 10 15 more minutes after after the hour. I think Honestly, I think we G would just restarting it right now, and then like us starting off with that. All right, all right. So we gonna restart it. We are we are going to restart it. And we are live for part two of tonight. Got my pager out. Put that away for those who don't know about the pager life. You know, a lot of people don't know about that pager life. You feel me? Let me let me send this to everybody real quick. This is the last. You know, probably about 15, maybe 30 minutes of this podcast. But, okay, so cutting into this the Mary J. Vlog version real quick. But, um, to talk about, <laughs> to talk about, uh, cultural, cultural, uh, wealth in other communities. Because we didn't talk about that that much. I feel like it's very important that we talk about cultural wealth in other communities. And so to first talk about, you know, the one that's most relevant to me, or not most relevant, but the one that I see the most, which is the Chinese community. Talk about it. Talk about it. You'll see people work outside of their community. You feel me? They'll work outside of their community just to bring it all back and spend it within their community. Right. Creating this cash flow, creating this mini mini economy. Creating this mini economy. Something like strong. It's not right. not trying to expand and that's the key point of it. I, I feel like that's so beautiful. When you know your limits, you know, I'm not trying to limit anybody, but when you know like where the set foundation is, you know, you start right. to or, you know, if you don't know that, you'll end up like the, you know, the Roman civilization. You know, civilizations that collapsed because they got too big. Right. Stayed within a block, it would probably still be around today. Instead oh, yeah, of, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, understand that cultures, you know, and, and, civil, and, and you know, society should stay within a certain realm. Right. You know, and I don't feel like people are understanding that. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, but want to touch on to how that's possible. What they did was they made the best of the situation that they were in when they were redlined into that district, creating businesses, opening up businesses there, and living, having apartments, and living on those apartments above them. You know, right. work. My grandfather, in fact, my great grandfather, in fact, he owned a business. He owned a grocery store in Chicago. And he rented places up above while also living within there. That right there is cultural reality. We no longer have it for some right. that I don't want to talk about because it's family business. But, um, you know, that right there, if we just continue to do that more often, you know, more, you know, it would create more of a cultural hub, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and. No, that's the Tolliver's. And, and, um, I, okay, so, like, my, my example is not only Chinatown, 
But if you, I feel like in general, whether you do it within your family, within your neighborhood, if you pull your wealth, then you just are just that you 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 can go that much of farther. Like, I'll I'll give you two examples. My a, a neighbor at my dad's place. It's a, it's a house. Yeah. It's, it's it's not a huge house, but there used to be like a big Chinese family that lived there, right? Yeah. And now it's the mom and dad that are still there. They have a garden out back. They have they're they're renting out a place down below, and most of that Chinese family has moved out to buy the houses near that house. Create you feel me? Right. I see where you're going with this? Right. So yeah. by by living in the same place, let's say for three. Three four years just with thugging it out, you can create your cash and be like, all right, you know what? Now I can actually purchase my own property, so then I can do it for my family. And then that's just how it goes. That's how it starts. You you feel what I'm saying? So I feel like that that is very doable in any family, but a lot of families of all races. Don't want to be the ones to let thug it out. You know what I'm saying? You, you know what I mean? Like very good concepts. I'll, I'll let you finish. Oh no! And and um, the 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 other crap. What was I about to say, bro? I I I. I, I said that there was two. Examples, right? Yeah, you said it's two examples. And I said, and I said, like, um, the Chinese family, right? Right. Well, let me, let me, let me, uh, let me jump in real quick. Uh, you make a really good point. Uh, I do want to say this just as a theory, just to say it on uh, the top, you know, what if you know you had this cultural hub and you decided to go somewhere else what's so bad with renting there and still owning the, the property that you had back there that way that way you know you're not uh overstepping property and you know coming into a place and trying to appropriate the wealth that is already established there you know what i'm saying so, so like let's say you have a cultural hub in oakland and you own a part of that cultural hub like let's say you own like a grocery store or your family owns like a really big house or apartment building. Why go somewhere else and buy up that place, you know, and try to not necessarily ruin it, but overstep? It's kind, of, it's almost overstepping the boundaries in a sense, right? You know, and if even if you do decide to move out there, move your family out there, sell that spot, and own that place that you moved into, you know what I'm right. saying? So. Don't be greedy with the property. Just try to don't be man. And that's that's a lot of people. They'll they'll be greedy with the property. They 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 will be greedy, without a doubt, without a doubt. Like, and it's it's just it's just so frustrating because you know that if if you can do this for this short amount of time, it's just gonna pay off. But that's just 
about life in general. If you know that you're going to work this, you know, nine to five while you're creating your debut album or your clothing brand or, you know, even, you know, that if you suck it out and make sure all of your, you know, um, and, 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 but make sure that any free time that you have, you are putting it into what you want to do actually with your life. And then when it works out, it works out. But what I find that uh, that a lot of people in life, they get into this cycle that, oh, I come home from work and because I just worked a long day, I deserve to rest. And then now it's like nine. And then, you know, now I'm eating the dinner. Oh, shoot. It's 10. Let me do my homework real quick and go to bed. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Or 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 let me watch my f- favorite show real quick and then go go to bed. No, you gotta put in like like after I get off this podcast, like I'm about to start. I'm about to crack open this book for a second time. You feel me? Right. I'm I'm investing into the 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 multi talent the, the one of the multi multiple multiple talents that I have. You know, I'm trying to invest into it so that I will grow prosperous while at the same time handling my business of present you know handling my business of the present so that my future can also be more wealthy right oh yeah like i think i think it's important without a doubt to make sure you have that time to yourself but when you know that you aren't given the same resources of a lot of these other people you have to work that much harder you just do you know, or like when you're from like a certain area that like, you know, isn't, um, you know, like great. You know what I mean? Like, like, I don't know, being being from Oakland, the entertainment indus- industry isn't really a popping up here. Yeah. So because of that, I really have to grind to make sure that I do what I need to do. And I'm still grinding, you know. So yeah. it's like uh, that. That is because you know there's a whole bunch of artsy people up here, but the but the you know the atmosphere and opportunities aren't you know as good as they are in LA. Right? No, bruh. oh my gosh! Like, <laughs> dude, that you'll see in LA are so much you know more rich, but up, but up here you know they have more tech opportunities. So, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just with different strokes for different yeah. folks. So, uh, but into the next, the next topic, uh, which is, uh, oh, cultural appropriation and how that affects cultural wealth. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, for me, how I see it, most blatant example is hip-hop you know what i'm saying so speak on it mike when you see all the white rappers you see all like the rappers who aren't really rapping about anything besides sex drugs and money okay away from that culture of wealth because all you're doing is in a sense you're just giving the money right back to the white people where the drugs come from, right? But where, where where did all the design? Come from? You know what I'm saying? You spending all this money. Who, who you who 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 are you drinking? 
What liquor are you drinking? You ain't drinking no Ciroc. You ain't drinking that Don Julio. You drinking that? You drinking some? You drinking some? You drinking some foreign and French and, and European? You know what I'm saying? You ain't drinking no that did you make? You know, people are starting to drink. Oh my gosh, Mike, it's so true. But I don't know why that made me laugh so much. <laughs> you said like, you ain't like, like like if I, I'm if I'm speaking anything wrong, somebody comments, you know. And and Dapper Dan watching an interview by Dapper Dan. <laughs> Michaela, you you made me laugh. <laughs> That's not funny. Well, Mr. Rock shouldn't be so nasty. That's like a funny. I'm sorry, uh, man, Dapper Dan. Dapper, I was watching. I was watching something by Dapper Dan, man. Dapper Dan is a very smart uh, individual. He's an OG of the community. If you don't know who that is, OG, bro. Go get on his. He, 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 he pretty much began what we know street fashion as today. Like, if you think about, uh, um, like brand names and wearing brand names like a Gucci Louis Vuitton. He was the one that was started it in Harlem, I'm pretty sure, right? Harlem. In Harlem. Yeah, yeah. And from what I know about him, he just got these um he got these uh I mean I, 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 at the time they they were a fake. He, yeah. he got these cloths of whether it be Gucci or Fendi, you know, and he made them into jackets and polos and, you know, all of these things and and bucket hats. And that's what created this, this wave, you know, it was in wave. And, you know, I want to touch on the interview that he did uh, with the breakfast club, I believe. Uh, he was talking about why there are no big black designers. And it's so interesting that he that he touched on this because he was saying that black people don't want to put down that collateral, nor and when they do put down that collateral to make that big brand, you know, extravagant, you know, uh, and uh, a higher what do you say, a designer, you know, mm-hmm. level. Who's going to support it? If people are right. still Gucci, Louis, and Versace. Right. So, but, but wait, wait, wait. Just real, real, real quick to oh. uh, Michaela's comment. That's for, oh my gosh, bro, what is going on? Okay. That, that is for a reason because they know who is going to be their main um, the purchaser. Yeah, you know, it's black. It's black people. Yeah. You know, you don't see how many people. Be honest with me. How many white people do you know who buy designers who aren't influenced by hip hop? I can't name a like a hit hip hop song right now. Like, man, Tyler, facts, facts. That's why I only wear bright side. That's why I only wear bright side. I have bright side with shorts on right now. I'm ready for the hoodies coming. Wait, do you have hoodies still? Uh, I mean they sold out. I I I have a few here. 
So let me know if you want one, but I don't know if I'm gonna hit you after. if it's if it's in your size. All right, okay, okay, we'll do that it out. Um, but um, two. What was I about to say? I'm pretty sure it was. Nah, it was. It was to Michaela's comment. I think. Oh my gosh, I'm so mad. This this happened twice. This happened twice. But um, you know, it is. Oh yeah. Invest into Brightside Introvert and then one more. Yeah, my buddy Oh, go get you some custom shoes by Drake. Go get you some custom shoes, bro. Oh my gosh. I have been meaning to hit that man up. And, and go invest it's just fire. These tees, you feel me? Hip hop university. Yeah. Right. I got me I got I got me a shirt. You know, go get you one. Right. Yeah, bro, I completely forgot what I was going to say. But at the at the end of the day, I feel like oh, 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 oh. I can't I can't think of one like viral hip hop song that like it does not have like a a mentioning of a brand name. That's true. And not gonna lie, more than half the time it's a brand name that I've never heard of. But be but but because they was said it, right. now I look it up. Now I'm intrigued. Now I'm like, okay, what do they, they have? I wonder even they, though I can't afford it. I wonder if they get money for that. Like you know, what if like if they get money for like shouting it out, like 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 why would you? You do know that? they don't. You like, know they don't. Like what's the point of doing that? Like it's it's the flex. Because those brands are expensive, and if you're saying you you wear those brands, that means you must have either terrible priorities or you have like some cash to to like spend. You know what so I'm so stupid. Yeah. I'd rather, like like no, I'm not gonna say that, but um, you know, I'd rather I'd rather you know spend my money with people who respect me than you know. Spend it with Gucci, who makes you know black faced uh ski mask. On God, Michaela Burberry mm. made the noose. Oh, who made that? Feel me? I, I yes, bruh. No, it, it was it was it was Burberry, and then there's one brand that begins with an M. It begins with an M. Mm. Oh my gosh, bruh. Why is my main? Oh, you know, my mind is blanking. It's like mosquito or something like that. For surely not that, but Montclair, Montclair. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah, Montclair. They did a lot of weird blackface yes. stuff, and I remember, like, right when that came out, I remember being in Safeway and seeing a white a couple, and I kid you not, all dressed in Montclair. Like for both of them, and I and and I and and I was just thinking to myself, like, you know, they 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 probably don't even know, or they do know, and and they don't care. They just don't care. They're both like that, bro. I, I see I see white people in my store, and the only reason I don't flash off them is I need this job. <laughs> like like you ever like you ugly ever, ass puff jackets. I see them. In, uh, what's it called? It's in, in, in MAGA hat. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, I've seen one one incident, you know, just to, you know, bring it to the side a little bit. 
one incident, I saw a white dude. Bro, I'm sorry. But Michaela is going off. Half the designer stuff, it does not look good. It just does not. It's or not. it's literally a plain shirt. And then in the very corner in fine print, it says, Supreme. <laughs> and I said, like, oh, my gosh. I, I got to have it. I got to have it. Supreme has gotten to the point. I'm sorry, Mike, to cut you off. Supreme has gotten to the point where they don't even care about clothes anymore. They will send, they will sell y'all anything that has Supreme on it. People buy Supreme Oreos, right? Like, come bro, on, bro. Buy Supreme brick. a brick. A, <laughs> there were bricks that said Supreme, and people bought that. I was like, I was like, really? That's crazy. Yeah, like them, like them, like them, like them Balenciaga uh, sock shoes. Like what? Terrible. Those are ugly. terrible. You know I mean? Terrible. You feel know I me? Mean? Like, like it, it's crazy. Like I've seen Supreme. I've seen Supreme Axe. I've seen a Supreme. Axe. You feel me? It's crazy. It's crazy. The V long is. That's it's a, just a big old orange V. I'm sorry. Like, cool, bruh. Cool. What do you get out of that? Like, like, bro, bro. Okay, okay, okay. Put it like this. What you have to ask yourself is, would you buy this brand if it didn't say V-Loan on it? If if it was just a random d design and it didn't say Supreme or it didn't say V-Loan, would you still pay that much for it? That's what you got to ask yourself. It's like, would you? Probably not. No. Because it loses all of the, right. you know, all of Okay. But yeah, so that's that. That's that's what I have to say about that. And I, mm -hmm. I was I was gonna say I was gonna say, and it's crazy because I've seen people who will wear a plain white shirt and be like, "Oh, that's a cool shirt." And he said, "Oh yeah, it's, I spent like fifty on it." What? And then and then they'll show me the back. He'll show me the back, and it has. Or he he's showing me like the little uh little cusp right here and it might say like uh what did his say? I think his said Dior or something. Like it was something stupid. I was just like You ain't got a car, nigga. <laughs> like like you have no property. Why are you buying fifty dollar shirts? Are you are all messed up, bro? No, bruh. I kid you not. I kid you not, bro. I cannot make this up, bro. That's facts. I, facts. I rem, I, I, I specifically remember. I, I, I had a friend in high school, and he had just got paid. Um, like he like had a job. Yeah. And I think he got paid like five hundred to six hundred. Like he only worked worked but, but part time. Yeah. Spent three hundred of that on an anti social club hoodie. One sweatshirt. And then had the audacity to ask me to pay for his food when we was all hanging out with the bros. I'm like, no. You 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 got paid. You can do that. You feel me? Like set your priority straight. Like just set your priority straight. Like you will be good. 
a dumbass, without a doubt. B. Owens, Area 51. <laughs> For real, bro. But yeah, bro. I want like I want to uh, I want to bring it back to how the cultural appropriation. I didn't get to touch on the hip hop part, or we did. We did talk about the hip hop part. But I want to talk about how it's dangerous. Russ said it best, and he's not even black. Which I didn't realize. I'm not even gonna lie. I thought he was like an like an ounce black, but he ain't even black. I did too. I thought he was like I thought he was like maybe his grandfather was black or something. I thought Russ was more black than Logic, if I'm being real. <laughs> if I'm being completely real. Logic don't look black to me. Logic, but I, I'm yeah, sure he is. If he is. If he is. But, if, if it be half black, I was like, whoa. Yeah, mother. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But okay. Yeah. So, but, um, Mike, sorry. Go ahead. It's like this, bro. I see... All these people, you know, making all this music, yet the real ones aren't getting that much hype and they're called underground, right? Yet the people who are popping, you know, you bopping your head to, you know what I'm saying? Those people are picked by 13-year-old white kids. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I wonder why that is. I wonder why I wonder why people like uh 69 is popular. Why why people like why why people right. uh little pump are popular. Right. And, and I had to realize that it's not right. you know, and they're taking away from the cultural value. Right. And Jake and- he said he said you people are sent by, you know, little something. You sent by like the, uh, he said you sent by the label or something. And I was like, I didn't understand that. I just thought it was a hard bar at that point. But then I was like, I, like me thinking about it now, like they really are sent from labels. Oh yeah, like, 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 if you look at all of these dudes that just do crazy stuff to themselves and to other people to keep their reputation uh, going, that's why they call it you're, you're selling your soul. Yes, you are. Because you legitimately are. Like, you're putting what you, like, think uh, about yourself aside to make sure that your image is great. Like, you're, like, like, like you're legitimately selling your soul. Like, I remember I still, to this day, do not know who this rapper is. And he's white. He had like blue hair and he was known because he got his eyeballs tattooed. So his eyeballs were all black. I was just like, for what? For what? For what? To look different? And J. Cole did. And that's exactly why he did that interview with Lil Pump. Right, feeds into his stereotypes for, yeah, yeah, you know, like without a doubt. But that, so, but the, but the, but that's exactly why J Cole, who did that. Let's, let's let's rewind. Am I the only one who just put that two together? Like I did, like I knew that it was gonna happen, but I'm just now seeing that little pump did fall off. 
Like, I'm just now recognizing it. Like, I would, like, Little Pump's the one person that never comes to my mind. I never liked his music. I never, you know, thought about him like that. Whatever I saw, see him do stupid shit, I'm just like, look at this dumbass. Keep my day moving. I never thought about that shit. I never but, 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 predicted all that shit. But it makes sense, though, because every year there's a new a, a, a person that, you know, offers with something else crazy. Every so, single year. Mike, I don't know why, like, 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 this is making you have, like, a revelation. Like, <laughs> you knew, you knew. Like, like in the back of my mind, but like it never, like it was never like put out. You know what I'm saying? Like, like now that I'm making all these correlations to like, this is how our culture is being de demonetized. Right. And and Josiah, what do you have to say, bro? Like, what? What, bruh? Josiah, I hate Oh, 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 no, 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 no. I'm reading it now. He meant, lol, you see this nigga X. No, Meaning he's talking to me okay. about you. I'm, okay. I'm, hey, did you see what Christian said? Mike felt the Holy Spirit. On oh, God, you did, bro. You were like, <laughs> <laughs> my hey. gosh. But, bro, no, like, it, 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 it really goes back to the reason why people fall off is because they had no with substance. Nope. None. None, bro. Like, bro, I'm telling you right now, the reason why X did not fall off is because over time, he gained with substance. He did. That's a good point. Like, he... Honestly, I think that he was very smart about what he did. He had a hit song that was just a lot of you know, yelling, uh, yelling, and just talking about like crazy stuff, and it made you bang your head. But that's what a lot of these, you know, um, clout chaser artists do. But if you look at that music video, that's exactly what he did, right? Look, he started off the music video with that song, right? With doing a dumb shit with like a unicorn and like a dildo and like all and, and like like all these random things, and then it cut to what he really wanted you to watch. Yeah, it cut to the real shit, the riots, the we're talking about you know um, racism in America and everything, and it and, and he showed you these images that he really wanted you to see. And that's why I think that, um, honestly, it, 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 it was actually extremely smart because you knew that that video, they were like, oh, my gosh, there's a music video. <laughs> He's a baller. was dumb, dumb. <laughs> Christian, Christian, we are talking about the Look At Me um, music video. But he knew that every single 13-year-old... Every single white, uh, a thirteen-year-old, every the single like just random person was gonna click on that video to see a bunch of of nothingness. What they didn't expect is what they saw after, and that's what's great. That's what's great about it. You know, you know, 
and and in a sense, he contributed to you know the the cultural wealth by bringing an aspect to hip hop, um, being proud or not necessarily proud, but being open with your mental health. You know, Kanye did it first. Right. First, you know, right. But he didn't do it on such a prominent level. Like he focused. Right. Had mo- he like he had two albums on. It. Yeah. You know Specifically on his his mental health. Like when, when when a lot of when like like legitimately, I remember when I was in high school, and someone asked me like, "What are you listening to right to right now?" You look sad. I was like, "I'm I'm listening to X," and he, he, and they were like, "What like?" Like why, like like why do you look sad to like, you know, just like, like crazy ass yeah. music? And that's no. like actually a lot of, a, a a lot of the music, most of the music isn't isn't that. He just did that to kind of draw people in. But that's just my own two cents about it. Everyone has their own opinion. Of course, X is just a controversial figure in general, but. <laughs> And so I will say this. Alex McKenna. Yeah, that's right. But uh, I'm talking about like back when he was like doing uh, uh, late registration. So when he was doing graduation, he was talking about mental health back then. You guys just have to look in between the lines. Uh, he was talking about mental health in roses, damn near. In roses. Yep. Which is one of my favorite songs in general of Kanye. And, and to be honest, I to be honest, I think he was talking about mental health when he was bringing up the gap. I forgot what song that is. When he was bringing up the gap, he was bringing uh, up spaceship. Yes, yes. Yeah. I think he was bringing it up then too. But um, you know, all this to say, all this, you know, all, everything that you talk about within these songs that have actual substance is bringing more value and bringing more to the culture. Right. So instead of being, you know, foolishness to it, you're bringing actual substance to the culture. And I feel like... Oh, yeah. You go deeper, the wisdom, the more wisdom you have, because you know I believe that wisdom is the ultimate commodity. No matter if you can cash it in or uh, if you can just store it and pass it on, it's the ultimate commodity. So by you giving this wisdom, being that's a, a beautiful thing. Right. But my bad. My 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 phone's about to die. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I was honestly about to say we can wrap, wrap, wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's good. So I just want to thank X for coming back on. You know, and we gonna thank keep, you we, for having me, bro. We gonna keep having you know bringing him on as long as he you know he wants to. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I for surely do, bro. I love our talks. You know, and I love the participation from yeah. the of, of viewers. For real, bro, the, I love when you guys, you know, fill up the comment section with conversations, you know, topics, questions, because it gives us more things to talk about, you right. know, more room to, you know, explore, you know, things. Right. 
perspective that we didn't understand, giving us more wisdom that we can right. give to other people when they watch it back. But and not gonna lie, Michaela was not only making me laugh, but she was dropping some real shit. Yeah, real. Some 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 real real shit. So kudos to her. But as the, uh, the topic of today was understand that cultural commodity, you know, feed into the black, you know, so that it can create cultural commodity. That way it can feed back to you with cultural wealth. Right. And such an important thing that you make sure that you understand that generational wealth can create cultural wealth. You know, by having, you know, a property, you know, or having two properties, but making sure that they're family properties. And another thing, that once you have this cultural wealth, make sure that you're not greedy. Because that's how things get carried out of the way. That's just... Yes. And I feel like we didn't talk about that a lot. But yeah, that is a very great point. Like, I feel like that there, there without a doubt is a mentality that when someone makes it out of a certain situation, they're like, okay, because I have made it out practically on my own, why should I help you? For real. You know what I mean? And I think that that's a very selfish mentality. Because I understand trying to make sure that you are good, you know, making sure yourself is first. But don't make sure that yourself is so great that you can't even help out your your own. Who looked out for Exactly, but and like, if you know how, how how hard it is, and if you truly see someone that's trying to a better themselves, like you did, then why not put them on game, or like why not try to open those doors? You know, that's real. That's real part because I see so many times that you know a person will come into a community, you know, and. You know, they'll come from a community, come up and out, you know, and won't give anything back. But a very prominent example of a person coming back is LeBron James. And a lot of people don't want to talk about him outside of dribbling the basketball. Man, LeBron James is, is just a great man, a great black man in general, you know? Like, he... he LeBron, when he, gets, when he gets out the bubble... <laughs> But um you know, he's a great man. Started his own he started his own school, you know what I'm saying? He's been contributing back to the community, donating to community halls and a whole bunch of things that people just don't want to talk about. It's right. not talk about it. And he created his own talk show. Caught the uh, Called the shop or is it the barber shop? It was on HBO. You know what I'm saying? And he brings yeah. famous black people on there. He even brought Chadwick Boseman before he passed. Rest right. in You know, he he brought in various people con- contributing to the cultural wealth, whether it's monetary or if it's with wisdom. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, I just wanted to wrap it up. We're just talking about somebody everybody knew. I think that that was a great endpoint. And and if you could, Mike, can you please repeat what you just said? What, what, what was that? All right. Well, I will <laughs> repeat it for you. <laughs> that 
cultural wealth is not only in the of monetary, but it's also in the wisdom. Because 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 the things that happen to us are emotional, so right. they learn from it, you know. And, and the things that and it, 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 I'm gonna go a little deep just just a little bit. The things that happen to us are given to us emotionally, and the things that we get out of it go from our hearts, travel up our souls, and come out through the mind, creating wisdom. Right. Just to you know, just to you know. Give it to those people who are real spiritual. Just think about it that way. Right. You saw right. heart, and it comes out through wisdom. You know what I'm right. Exactly. Fair enough, Mike. It was a great time. We're talking to you, bro. Of course, as bro. always. You know, and as for everybody else who's on here, one love. Thank you for showing love. All right, y'all. Catch you.